What's up? This is Jeff Staple of the Business of Hype. And as everyone on planet Earth now knows, this is kind of a strange time that we're living in. With everyone hunkered down in their own homes, we were challenged with figuring out how to make a show, both logistically, because I typically interview all of my guests in person, but also like conceptually, like what do you guys want to actually listen to right now in the midst of what we're facing? What do y'all need right now? So we figured maybe let's call a bunch of the good people that have been on the show and just ask them how they're dealing and coping with Corona, both from a business standpoint, but also a personal one. I think hearing from people that inspire us will help us to figure out the footing in these uncertain times. I think we all go through this daily battle of figuring out big picture problems like family and unemployment and health while also tackling minutia, tiny details like when was the last time I washed my hands or do I have enough toilet paper and it's a time to replace my mask or can I get away with one more day? These are definitely very unprecedented times. And so this is just our small part in attempting to gather us together and share some stories. I hope you're able to get something out of these. I know for sure it's helped me out a lot just to have these conversations. Okay, let's get into it. Um, so before we get started, uh, let's do a proper introduction. Um, who are you? What do you do? And where are you right now? Uh, James Whitner, uh, owner of the Whitaker Group. I'm a Mingir APB, social status and prosper. And I'm at home in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, nice. On punishment. Yeah. <laughs> from from the heavens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We're all on punishment. Yeah, we, we we've all, all been, we've all been bad kids. Yeah, God grounded us all. Everybody <laughs> in the house. Um, you mentioned all the retail uh, that you have. How many doors are we talking about in the whole empire? I think at this point, it's I always go with responsibilities, right? I think mm -hmm. open retail doors is seventeen. Under banner responsibilities is about twenty-two. Okay. Meaning, meaning future doors, things that we're working on, things that we haven't right. announced, but just tons of things that are under our fold that's, 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 that's in planning right now and that, we, that we're responsible for bills on or that I'm responsible for bills on. Okay. So this, this is going to be a unique chat because, you know, I've talked to business owners that have like one or two doors and, and hearing the struggle there, but to have 17 to 20 doors that that are under your responsibility, uh, I can only, and, and well, first of all, are they, am I safe to assume that they're all closed or are some still open? Every store closed. We closed down pre, pre Corona. We got it. We kind of got ahead of it. Shout out to uh scary, scary Kevin Chow who works on our team. Uh, <laughs> Kev scared, scared me. And guilty, scared me, and me and, <laughs> no, not that. I think uh, he's Taiwanese. So he, his family's still in, his family's in, in Asia. So he, he was talking to him through it and he yeah. knew the power of it. So we got ahead of it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So every store is closed. And do you know how many people we're talking about that are impacted uh, in terms of employees and staff? 200. Wow. So 200 are, are they furloughed or like, how we are got, you handling? We got a combination. So we went, it's, it's, it's crazy. Cause I could, so this will be, this Friday will be our first pay period where where a significant amount of our people have been furloughed and i mean i'm still trying to figure out ways to get people money and 
and but mm-hmm. yet yeah the easiest thing and safest thing for the business was to was to furlough retail and then figure out figure out a strategy to get get people back and try to figure out how people can lose as little wage as possible um so we've been working with uh working with the state working with our accountants and thank god the, the government and states have stepped in to pro- provide unemployment for the people that are furloughed so they'll be made whole so that that'll, yeah. that'll allow the business to be able to be maintained and allow our people to be able to actually get payment and and have yeah. money in their pockets during all of this so you're applying for the like sba uh aids and stuff like that i assume I'm going to take the grant money, not the debt. Uh, so okay. we're going to take the PPP to get our people going um, because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. What's the PPP for those who don't know? It's the Payroll Protection Program. Right. Um, the two two trillion that small businesses with employees under 500 uh, mm-hmm. can take can get two and a half times their monthly payroll to yep. support their to support their payroll and rents for up to two and a half months. It's if, yep. if you if you actually use it 70 percent for people and 30 percent for rent, then it's all forgiven. It, it might actually be 75 percent. And it's not a loan like you don't have to pay it back. Right. It's a loan if you don't do right by it. It's a loan if you don't actually use it to pay your people. OK, I'm sorry. It's a grant if you actually use it to pay your people. If mm-hmm. you do not use it to pay your people, it becomes a loan and it becomes a, right. it's, a, it's a pretty harsh loan, too. Right. That's good, though. That's definitely a silver lining there. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully people will do the right thing. Yeah. What were you um, go backwards a little bit, like maybe 30 to 60 days from from today? What were you guys gearing up for um, prior to to Corona coming and smacking us all in the face? We 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 it's, it's crazy because since the last time we talked, I can't remember if it's been a year or two years, but everything's just been going like seamlessly. So we've been um, we've been working on a launch of our of our new flagship Amamanyer location in Atlanta, 20,000 square foot space to bring all of the uh, Amamanyer concepts under one roof. So that would be breaking ground and still will break ground within the next 90 days, but was supposed to break ground um, at the end of the month. We were doing that, and then I was really excited about the diversity work that we're doing with Nike, uh, led by the Footwear team. Uh, mm-hmm. Phil McCartney, Chris Wright, and Cheryl Ninau, uh lead the Footwear team there. Uh, Phil actually leads the team, but they they kicked off some diversity work that's been like super super crazy, and really 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 has starting to get behind the idea of um, giving back to the communities to support our culture. And is that the Air Force One that just dropped as part of that or is something else that we haven't no, seen any of it yet? No, this is completely different. There's nothing oh, that's okay. been there's nothing that's been world facing. This is just uh this is just Phil saying like, hey, listen, uh community and black culture specifically is important to is important to the world. And it's the it's the consumer who we serve and we need to we need to focus more on putting things back in instead of just taking out and mm-hmm. that's, and that's employees for Nike, that service in the consumer that's really being connected to the community. That's understanding the people who are authentic in the community and connecting with them differently and, 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 and more just being, just being tightly, just being more tightly connected with them. Oh, so this is work that's behind the scenes, not necessarily like product yeah, that yeah, people can buy. Yeah. This is, this is, this is just building the infrastructure to be to being better humans for society. Uh-huh. That's dope. Right. Like so like this is 
that those two things like infrastructure for our business, I mean, uh, social status, Baltimore, social status, Detroit, um, and then rolling out be social community spaces. So for us, it's really just been about giving back and like we're in a place now where we are who we are as a global retailer. Say what you want to say about us, but we feel like we're we, we feel like we're meaningful in the places that we need to be meaningful. Yeah. And and we understand what we want to mean to the consumer and we want to drive that home and make sure that the people in the places that we we serve that we taking care of them and 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 they got opportunities if that makes sense. Yep. What was your um daily routine like prior to this hitting and then what is your daily routine like now? Shoot, I think I was in an airport. <laughs> <laughs> You might be patient zero, my friend. <laughs> yeah, right. I, 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 I feel like I had a house in the airports around the world. Not just just getting around and traveling and getting the work done. You always say to my team, "Be scared if you see me every day. If 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 I'm in the <laughs> office every day, be worried." So mm-hmm. for for me, it was about getting out there, leading our team, and uh, setting the strategy and, and and helping execute the strategy and uh, push a plan to our team that we could execute. Listening to our people, listening to the listening to the streets and executing it. So it was a lot of just connecting dots, traveling around the world, yeah. connecting dots to get all those things done, right? Like if right. if if you gotta get blue cheese, you gotta go to the moon and get it, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's just getting to the moon and back. Right. And then when did you ground yourself? Man. Like how long have you been have you been holed up now? In the house, in the house since Early March, in oh, the shit. in the country since Paris, because everything wow. started getting canceled. If you remember, if you remember, Corona hit China. Well, now we know it hit late last year, but mm-hmm. it really started making headlines at Chinese New Year's. Mm-hmm. That was that was essentially Paris Fashion Week. So we were scheduled to go from we went from Paris to Portland. Portland to Asia. We were supposed to go to Asia and Asia got canceled. Mm-hmm. Then um, we were scheduled to go to New York late February and we made that trip. And then I think at that point we realized that we should probably not go anywhere else. Yeah. So New York was the last place you visited. Yeah. New York was the last place I visited for, for just literally our, our team flew in for a day, flew in yeah. in the morning, flew out in the evening. And then when you, but when you came back home, the stores were all still up and running. No, we closed them. We closed the oh, stores. Really? We closed the stores early March. It, it was, uh, yeah, this is yeah, because we we pay we paid out pay period for early March. It's like yeah, early early March. Wow. So, so yeah, we, you were really early on it. Yeah, we were really early. It's one of those things, man. You don't you don't want to risk you don't want to risk people's health. I can't say. Even when the thing that I struggled with was, is our team needs the money. So it mm-hmm. was tough for me to just close our business and not think about our team. So I end up on two calls with our whole retail team asking them like, yo, y'all service retail, y'all on the front lines, what y'all want to do? Mm-hmm. And our whole team in, in unison said, get money. So they, they all wanted mm-hmm. to stay open. But literally, I think state rules started changing by states. Yeah. To offer them unemployment. So once I realized there would be a way for them to for, for a way for them to be made whole, mm-hmm. it, it was easy to make the decision. Yeah. And is online still open? Yeah, online's open. 
So your your distribution center and your shipping is is still capable of doing that. Yeah, yes, yes. So so we get we have a huge we have a huge facility. So we're able to get a few people in to get orders out if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yep. And if you know we're we're getting orders out in the safest manner possible is the is the easiest way to put it because it's not yeah. like we weren't we weren't Amazon fast before, but we're trying to get the order out as efficiently as possible, but making sure we're keeping our people safe. Yeah. Are you finding that customers in general are not in a shopping mood right now or are are sales still steady? I think the things that people want to buy, they're still going to buy, uh-huh. right? Like Stussy drops last week. They'll still be interested. We got a, we got, that's the thing I didn't mention. We still got our friends and family shoe, which was, uh, which is which was on the horizon to start going to friends and family, mm-hmm. um, but stuff like that I think people still be excited about. Yeah, the, thing, the things that people were half heartedly interested in before that's dead. Mm. So Does this, uh, they, yeah, the their criteria for pulling the trigger is way more selective now. Yeah, and I mean, listen, if you want to go down the road of that conversation, I think it was selective before. I think it's I think it's a lack of discipline in a, in a boutique landscape in the boutique landscape and in the retail landscape as a whole. When you start looking at private equity groups and big companies that own, they're just buying against a the number. They're not buying for for the betterment of mm-hmm. building a brand or building a culture. Right? It's all about turning the dollar for them. And yeah. for us, it's about a profit also. But when you start thinking about some of these things that exist, there's no reason for a large portion of these things <laughs> that exist to exist. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a, those, those are big words, man. Well, shit. Indict me for it, but we all know it's true. And now is like the true cleanse is going to happen. Like now it's like the reset. Man, let Button's me say, about to be hit. The reset button been hit my whole life, man. You, when, <laughs> when for me... I come from nothing. So all of this, all this buckle down and get tight, man, this ain't about nothing. Like when you start to really, when you start to really think about it, when you come up in a harsh environment, you get better in harsh environments. So for me, this is like, I'm kind of smiling because I'm built for this kind of shit. Like, it's like, okay, like buckle up, tighten in. You, you, you locking me in my house for, for, for a couple months, man. You know where I'm You're going. Good. Yeah, come on, man. So what do you say? Like you see people on the internet, like yo, I'm going crazy. I'm going insane. Like in my house, like with my Netflix and delivered food and postmates. Yeah, like, like, man, look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, what is it really about? What's this really thing? Who do you want to be? Or what are you? Who's your God? What God is you serving? And mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think for that. The best thing about this whole thing to me is because everybody should be able to look themselves in the face and say, what are you serving? What are you about? What are you made of? Like, if you ain't made of nothing, then you're going to fall. And honestly, yeah. you probably should. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> Harsh, but true, man, but facts. Man, man, listen, man, this is this is not for when we was in the streets, we would say it's not for the weak. Mm-hmm. This game yeah. should not be for the weak. If you're right. not equipped to be able to put your knuckles to the pavement and grind, find something else to do. Yeah, exactly. Man, I want to end it right there. But no, we're going to ask a couple more questions. <laughs> um, what, what, how, are you staying sane? Are you like staying level-headed, productive, inspired through all this? Man, bro, come on. I'm on fire over here. <laughs> I, 
like I, I went through I went through a couple weeks of really, really, really being able to spend time with my kids. I mean, mm-hmm. like they can't get away from me and I can't get away from them. So normally I was intentional about spending my time at home with them. But still, that was even spotty because they go to school. You only get a couple hours between school and bed. And then you get Saturdays and Friday nights. And then Sunday is prepping for Monday. So you didn't get the time. So that was like really getting to really, really dig into my kids and really, really get connected to them. And they know I love them. But to really be connected to them the way we're connected now, and not that we weren't before, but we're really getting a chance to plug in, this feels good. And then the part about work, you're giving me this amount of time to sit here and think and focus on strategy and planning. Man, I love it. Uh huh. Yeah. What you said you're in North Carolina? Yeah, I'm in Charlotte. Yeah. How is the uh is is it like very strict there? I know it's state by state in terms of like, you know, whether markets are open and cafes, like how is it in North Carolina? We've been sheltered in place now for about two weeks, I think. Are you still so, going out to like supermarkets to do grocery runs and stuff? Man, once again, I told you, Kev, I think we shopped for coronavirus at the end of January. So so my house was stocked. When people was running, I had like 300 rolls of toilet paper already. (laughs) Like we, we prepped, we were talking about this in our office so far in advance. The only thing I didn't do is bet against the stock market. If I did, I'd probably be retired. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay so you're good you, you don't really have to interact much with anyone outside the house right now no we i, I think i go out once a week ish to get to you know to make the runs make the make the rounds but you know masked up gloves yeah. but it's usually just to the grocery store to get something my kids need for school right what are you hearing from the industry like your peers people that work at the brands, like what are you hearing? What's your temperature check telling you? I mean, listen, I think everybody is leaders lead, right? So I think the people that are wired for it, they, they, they locked in, mm-hmm. strapped their seats in and, and they're thinking long and how can they use this pandemic to help come out on the other side of it, more efficient, more effective and, yeah. have, a, and, and have a business that's streamlined a lot better than what it was prior to prior to the pandemic pandemic coming right mm-hmm. i think the weak people are complaining yeah yeah it's crazy though with the i mean i'm feeling it with the layoffs like i've you know we have clients that we work with and like just whole teams are just like gone it's yeah. crazy but listen on the other side of that you know what i said i gotta do free game i'm doing free game on uh on thursday this week and my reason for wanting to get it going again is because I thought about being in college mm-hmm. and getting myself prepared to go to prison. And it was, uh, it was in that that I remembered how excited I was to get there. And it wasn't like, you know, you know obviously you got to get through your nerves. And I'm not saying I didn't have nerves around it in the beginning. But eventually I, I locked in and said to myself, I'm going to use this time to come out on the other side of it much better than I am now. And Mm -hmm. that time away is a direct result of who I am now, if that makes sense. Yeah. And you're, you're tapping back into that same motivation right now. Right. Listen, I never let it go. Mm -hmm. So now, so now for me, and I think we talked about that last time, because that's the part of me that scares me. Right. Yeah. Me knowing how I was when I was away 
and how I was when I got back and that grind and my willingness to do whatever to get where we needed to go. I've never wanted to lose that. And I've always been scared of the younger version of me coming after me. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is almost like a mental boot camp to get back, to make sure that I'm in a place where I'm sharp and I'm focused and I'm able to focus on the right things for the right reason. 100% of the time. That's dope. That's so dope, man. What do you think? Um, if you could put your fortune teller hat on, what do you think are going to be the longer lasting effects? So like think, you know, nine, 12 months out, uh, um, we're, we're flattening the curve. People are able to go out. Businesses are able to open back up. Um, do you think we're going to be snapped right back to old reality? Or do you think we're really going to be changed as a culture? I don't know if humans, it takes a lot to change humans as a whole. And lives are being lost. Um, and I think that's going to be the most impactful thing mm -hmm. that changes people. But, man, bad habits are hard to break. Right. So I think from a, from a, human, from a human perspective, I don't know how much is going to change. Mm -hmm. from, a, from a systematic business perspective, I think a lot of things will change. Yeah. Because I think businesses will be programmed to function different, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I just don't know if uh, growth at all costs. Right will continue to be the mantra of America, if that makes sense. I, I, believe, I believe it will be. And I think at the end of the day, that's, that's the thing that, that forces a lot of people, people into bad habits, if I answered the question. Yeah, for sure. How, how about you personally? Like, will you like in six months feel comfortable at like a complex con or a Paris fashion week or, or a busy restaurant even? Man, I was low key before this, so I don't think that's gonna ever change. <laughs> I'm allergic to people, like, like you know, I rock right. with everybody, but I rock with nobody at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like, right? You are like, you are a lone wolf, lone wolf yeah, anyway. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm comfortable by myself and with the team. Like our team is our team, and I love you know everybody. Everybody, I don't gotta go shouting out. I got love for everybody who got love for me, but I don't. I'm, I've never been addicted to needing to be around the groups. So I yeah. think, but I still think those things, I don't think they'll come right back, mm -hmm. but eventually man, capitalism is going to be capitalism, bro. Yeah. And that's the part that we have to adjust how that looks. But I think there'll be a lot less players in the game after this for sure. For sure. Yeah. But the ones who survive will be strong. If they survive for the right reason. Yes. Right. Like the, a lot of people, some people will survive on just savviness. Some people will survive, you know, some people may not survive that should, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Some people will make it that shouldn't. I think it's, I think it's all relative, man. Yeah. Well, well put. Um, any last shout outs you want to give to like organizations or like groups that you feel like are especially hit hard? Like just who are you most sympathetic to in, in this day and age right now? Nurses, doctors. Mm. That's uh, our, that's our soldiers now. Those are our soldiers. But the other thing is poor people, man. Like nobody's thinking about how this affects poor people or people in prisons or people like, yo, like the people who were already hopeless before this happened, like everybody's mm -hmm. crying about losing a job. But what about the person who never had an opportunity when they said the world was full of opportunities? Yeah. So it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's for those people that I'm always, you know, I'm always in the back of my mind thinking about how do we, how do we as a culture 
provide opportunity for everybody, if that makes sense, or at least open up the conversation so everybody has the opportunity to get the information. Yeah. Word. Yo, man, this was awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I hope you and your fam stay healthy, dude. Oh, man. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Uh, thank you. Yep. I, I was about to make a joke, but I'm, I'm going to let it live. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. Peace. All right, peace. Hey, thanks for tuning in and listening to this special stay at home series of the Business of Hype. As always, you can find out more about the show and listen to all the other episodes that we have on hypebeast.com slash radio. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It still helps us tremendously to leave a rating, leave a comment, and share the show with others. I greatly appreciate it. You can reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Jeff Staple. This special stay-at-home series of The Business of Hype was directed by me and produced alongside Christina Hong. Social distancing was practiced during the making of these episodes, and I urge everyone, stay at home, distance yourself from others, wash your hands, cough and sneeze in your elbow, and don't touch your face. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay inspired, and we will get through this. I'm Jeff Staple, and you've been listening to The Business of Hype on Hype Beast Radio.